0: Hello listeners! I hope you are all doing well and staying healthy. This is Annalisa, the community youth educator for the network. Today we have an exciting interview with Coach James Liver, who has been using the Coaching Boys Into Men program. This program is evidence-based and proven to reduce rates of teen dating violence. It is specifically for athletic coaches and young male athletes. The reason for this is because we know the bond between coaches and players is strong. They spend a lot of time together and there is often a bit of a family feel among sports teams the role modeling of a coach has proven to be significant and meaningful we are also aware that these lessons are important for all youth so we work to have programs in school classrooms and with other small groups as well we also have a similar program that will be launched soon for girls this is just one of our many efforts and all of them matter because cities show that having multiple exposures to messages matter if all these key People in a youth's life are sharing the same messages and being on the same page. Our chances for preventing abusive behavior and promoting healthy and safe relationships is much higher. We wanted to take some time to learn how this specific program is going and the impact that it is having since it is a newer program. So today we will be talking to Coach James Liver. He has been a teacher and coach for 18 years. He has coached at Enfield High School for 18 years and has been a teacher there for one. Prior to teaching at Enfield High, he has been a teacher for the Ellington schools for 17 years. He is from the Enfield area though, so working with this community and being a part of it is really important to him. He has also been married for 15 years and has two children. With the combination of his education experience and coaching experience, as well as his understanding of being a parent and having a healthy relationship of his own, we know that he will have some excellent insights and valuable information for us. We're excited to talk to them, and let's get started. So thank you so much for joining us and answering a few questions for us. Absolutely. You've had the opportunity to start the Coaching Boys Into Men program. What has that experience been like so far?
1: It's been great. Um, at Enfield High, we had uh, the opportunity this uh, this fall for the first time um, to dive into the uh, to the program. Um I used it with um my five captains and I also used it with um three um players from each grade level uh that we had kind of identified as a staff as, as kind of our leaders. So in total, um we had a, you know, a nice a nice group of almost 20 kids who went through the program and you know the, the flip book uh was extremely helpful and um you know, kind of leading the conversation, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: some of the things that the kids brought out, and some of the questions that the kids brought out, were were really, I think, eye opening for me as a coach and my staff. Um, the kids were, you know, really, really understanding of the message of the program, um, and I think it, I think it went a long way this year. I'm really excited to use it in years to come. Um, I got some good feedback from my from my players as well about how they actually really liked it having some of those conversations that were you know, not just about football or not just about school. It was, it was a bigger conversation. So it's only been one year um, that we've used it, but it, but so far it's, it's been really good. And, and, and I enjoyed actually, um, facilitating the conversations as well.
0: Oh, that's great. What do you think was the most helpful thing about the program?
1: Um, you know, I think one of the biggest issues, um, Focused, I would say the majority of our, of our time, uh, was just talking about, um, you know, the guys communicating with, with females in an appropriate way. Um, you know, they, they hear so many, you know, so much, uh, on, on social media, you know, the music that, that obviously they're exposed to. And, um, the way that they need to communicate to, to females, I think was really one of the biggest kind of eye openers for a lot of guys. And, um, you know, we really got down to talking about, you know, do you want someone speaking in a certain way to, you know, your mother or your grandmother or your sister or, you know, your, you know, your cousin um, in, in a vulgar way. And I think it was kind of eye opening for guys. Um, you know, a lot of people said, I, I've said things that thought were kind of like cool, or that's kind of what we say. And I realized now that, no, I, I shouldn't do those things. I shouldn't think that way. And I think that was that was really powerful for the for the team.
0: Well, it's great that they had that realization. Absolutely. Do you think there's anything that you wish would have been included that wasn't, or any challenges to it? Um, I don't think there was really any challenges with it,
1: except for you know there was some uncomfortable conversations for me as a facilitator to kind of throw out there, but mm-hmm. the guys were really uh, were really kind of gracious about understanding, um, you know, the different, the, the different issues. And, um, they actually made it, uh, you know, a lot, a lot easier. One of the, one of the trainings was, uh, about bragging, um, regarding like sexual reputation. And and I remember, um, you know, guys kind of laughing a little bit, like how do we talk about this with, with our coach? But, you know, when we, I think because it was a safe place for them, it was a, they were with their, you know, their teammates and they were with their coaches that, um, you know, they spend so much time with, they were able to realize that, you know, it was a place where they could kind of share and, um, you know, express some of the things that they have heard, um, over, you know, their, their years growing up. And, and I was able to kind of kick it off too, was saying, guys, I know you've heard this and that before. I know you've heard someone say this and what, you know, what are they, what do they mean by it? Why is it, why is it, not a good thing for for a a relationship or why is it not a good thing to you know to uh for your own reputation um so uh, that that was that was really good i I think that that was really the most challenging thing was you know kind of opening up some of the um tough conversations but um the guys did an an amazing job with it when it was all said and done
0: that's good it's really Important to have those tough conversations. So I'm glad that they felt safe and comfortable doing that. Yeah, no, it was uh, like I said in the beginning, it was a little bit like uh, who's going to talk first. But <laughs> I think they, they, you know, they opened up, and when one person started, you know, commenting, then three or four of the other guys were, you know, were willing to mm-hmm. jump in,
1: and, and it, it, went, it was a very positive experience.
0: Oh, that's great. Do you think that the topics covered were all relevant and valuable to them?
1: I think I don't think there was any question um you know we're I think our kids uh, at least at edfield high and I, I can speak you know to to kids I think today more than when I was growing up are just more understanding of a lot of people's differences and their feelings and equity and fairness and um, I think you know it was really good for them um all the topics that were you know were covered i th- i thought I thought were very appropriate, I thought. Mm-hmm. For us specifically, as a football team, we're always talking about, you know, being aggressive. We're always talking about being you know, forceful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how we want to play, you know, the, the sport of football. But I think that was really one of my big messages to the guys is that you know, being aggressive and being forceful on the football field is 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 a great thing. Um, being aggressive and being forceful, you know, in relationships mm-hmm. um Either with your own, you know, your own friends, or you know, um, you know, your your partner, um, your girlfriend, whatever the case is, those characteristics are, are not something um, that um, you know are are going to be positive. So uh, we had a lot of a lot of talk about um, you know kind of the turning the the switch on for football and then turning it off for for relationships, and uh, I, I thought that was a really powerful piece.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a great conversation to have. Yeah, kind of a kind of a bizarre dichotomy of mm-hmm. us talking so much about being physical and being hands on and being rough. Um,
1: you know, the the sport of football, you know, champions toughness, and uh, mm-hmm. that doesn't that doesn't jive, of course, when it comes to relationships. So that that I think yeah. is is kind of an important important piece. And you know, there were a couple not to get too you know, detail but there were a couple mm-hmm. comments that um you know people made to me kind of on the side about you know maybe things that they had seen um between family members um yeah. and that you know, over their over their youth growing up and um I think some of that some of those conversations really really hit home with a, with a number of kids
0: yeah that's definitely something we see working with people too a lot of the things they see at home kind of Shape these ideas that they have sometimes. Yeah, so it's good yeah. to have someone talk to them about what is healthy in case they're not getting that from home. Because some kids are, but some don't.
1: No, that's a good point. And you know, I think going into this fall, I'm kind of I'm I don't want to use the word excited, but I'm looking forward to um, you know talking about those issues and relationship abuse in general because you know we're hearing so much, as you know, mm-hmm. um, about you know during the COVID shutdown know uh, issues of domestic abuse and domestic violence increasing you know across the country and um, I think it's important to address those
0: things especially because you know some more more of our players may have may have been experiencing some of those things unfortunately yeah it's definitely possible so it sounds like they were really receptive and interested in the program
1: yeah I think the kids like at first didn't really know what this whole thing was Um, you know we had to kind of um, intro, uh, you know the idea to them, and interestingly enough, um, our program philosophy, the football program at Edfield High, our philosophy is almost verbatim what the program uh, here is, and so you know our our goal, our stated goal, in that we talk about is you know turning the young men uh, of our football program into good men, and you know we do a, a number of things about you know being a great teammate and positive attitude and. Persistence and so many attributes that we think are important. So I think the kid said, "Oh, this is going to be you know more kind of more of this uh, you know philosophical stuff about you know what coach and uh, is trying to do for us, you know, turning us from young men into good men." And then I kind of switched up and said, "Okay, guys, this is called coaching boys into men, and it kind of sounds like what we you know, always harp on, but this has a little bit of a different focus. As this focuses." you know, on the issue of violence, on the issue of relationships and you know what, what is appropriate how do you not necessarily conduct yourself on the field or off the field in the classroom, but how you conduct yourself with, um, you know, or in relationships. And so I think, um, at first they were like, they were a little confused, like this is going to be a little different. And they were, um, hesitant, I think in the first maybe session or two. And then, um, we were able to really get the ball rolling. So I, I think, um, it was, it, they were definitely interested in it for sure. Oh,
0: that's great to have those overlapping messages too. So they hear similar ones from different places, yeah. but th- to your point, I have heard from some studies that, uh, boys are not as often talked to about relationships and having these conversations. Would you agree that there needs to be more of these for young boys?
1: I don't think there's any question. Um, you know, I have a daughter, and I have a son, and you know myself, and I try to think of you know my own players as an extension, of course, of, of my own you know family. We spend so much time together, and um, you know, not having conversations about you know broader topics than just football, I think, is a mistake. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I think in general, having you know having conversations with with our uh, with our student athletes about relationships, I think, is really important. I think the sad thing, uh, the sad reality that a lot of educators, coaches have to remember uh, is that we have a, a lot of players, uh, at least in our program, um, you know, who really don't have a, a male role model um, you know, that they see on a, on a daily basis. And because of that, I don't know sometimes if they know, you know how to be a, a, a good dad or I don't know if they know how to be a supporting husband. Um, because I just don't think they've seen, unfortunately, they don't they haven't seen a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and we have so many great families here at Enfield, uh, but we do have, you know we do have a number of players that you know don't have um, don't have a, a two- parent house. So talking about relationships, talking about the role of of the man, um, I think is important when it comes to relationships. And so I think those conversations are are essential, really. Um, mm-hmm. unfortunate that We have to have those um, as a coach uh, or as a teacher. Um, I think traditionally, you know, you see that from your your father or your grandfather. Um, but I think you know where we are today. Um, I think it really, I think it really kind of drives the point to say we we need to have some conversations, maybe with with our players that we might not had, we might not have had, you know, thirty or forty years ago.
0: Yeah, that's great to be getting that from some people in their lives and to have that role model.
1: Yeah, and you know, one of the big things that I love to do, and you know, my my son and daughter are both you know they're both young; they're eleven and eight years old. And I love having my kids at the field for practices. They come to all the games. Um, I love this. I love to have the guys see kind of my interaction with my own children. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife comes down to you know to practices, and she's at all the games. So. Um, you know, win or lose, you know, I'm always going to give my kids a big hug at the end of the game, and they're going to be happy to see me. And you know, my wife is going to come on the field, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and congratulate the players, and they're going to see us, you know, in the off season at either community service events or fundraising things. And I just think it's important for the mm-hmm. guys to see, you know, um, that that being kind of reflected. And in, I'm in, in, not saying by by all means that I'm, you know, the the greatest father or husband in the world but I just think so many um so many kids don't get to see that with their own eyes so hearing it is one thing but I think seeing it is it is really powerful for for a lot of kids yeah
0: that's a good point and definitely good that they get to see that from your observations as being a coach and as a teacher also do you notice any new trends with dating that might be different from how it was in the past or what maybe parents listening might've experienced themselves when they were younger?
1: Um, I think the biggest thing that I see as a teacher uh, and a coach is the lack of communication, verbal communication. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone knows that so much of the you know, quote unquote dating game now is happening um, on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's really it makes it so challenging, I think, for us um, as adults to try to help kids because sometimes we don't always understand, you know, their world and, and some of the platforms that they're using and Snapchat mm-hmm. and and you know Instagram and Twitter and and I think we're trying to catch up sometimes um, on the you know on the technological side. Mm-hmm. I think the most important thing for parents is doing the right thing and having those conversations, and setting. You know, setting your expectations as a parent for your child is still, even in a social media world, it's still really important to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think it's scary a little bit, but kids are learning a lot more, hearing a lot more, being exposed to a lot more on social media um, than than ever before. And um, I know there's a lot of parents that say, you know, even to some of my players, you know, we don't let our kid, you know, we don't let our kid go on. this site, or we don't let our kid go on that site, or we've put all these parental restrictions on, um, this and that, and, and that's, you know, that's their prerogative and and that's great. Um, but the reality is a lot of parents aren't doing that. And so Mm -hmm. kids are seeing content that might be, um, I would call it, you know, destructive, um, maybe not on their own phones or their own computers, but definitely they're seeing it on their friends or. Um, you know, our classmates um, are sh- are showing it to them. So I think they're being exposed to, to a lot of things and they're getting a lot of what I would consider uh, negative messaging mm-hmm. um, through social media, which I think, once again, begs, you know, for, for programs like this to say, guys, we need to have conversations about what, what is right and what is wrong. And how do we, you know, how do we need to conduct ourselves properly?
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I think it'd be hard too cause so much of communication is nonverbal. So thinking about it all being online, I could see how there'd be a lot of misunderstandings too. Oh, no
1: question. I think that's where, you know, uh, I think that's where most kids today would say, you know, their, their term drama comes from is where I didn't even mean it like that. And it came across and
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and, and, now people are, are taking, you know, taking things out either out of context or they're you know not communicated properly, or you know whatever the case is. So you're right. I think without the without the in-person physical communication, um, I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of gaps, and unfortunately, that causes a lot of uh, causes a lot of conflict.
0: Are there any current dating behaviors that concern you to see among youth?
1: Um, I, I was, I guess it would kind of roll into that last
0: question. I think mm-hmm. the fact that they're just not, you know, um, communicating, I think,
1: directly is is somewhat dangerous. I think, you know, when, when kids see a picture of someone and they say, oh, wow, I'm attracted to that person. And they either like that person or they swipe one, you know, whatever the case is uh, on social media. I, I don't necessarily think that's um, that's super... Um, positive for, you know, for these kids to be going and, and not having conversations. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there has been situations where, you know, kid says, oh, you know, I have you know X amount of followers. And I say, well, do like, you even know this person? Well, mm-hmm. no, but, you know, like, I saw their picture and a friend requested me and I accepted it. To me, it's a little bit concerning that you don't even know a person that you are kind of sharing your world with without, yeah. you know, having kind of that. Foundation of 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 communication. So, I think I think that social media pieces is, is what I would say would be kind of the biggest concern moving forward. And mm-hmm. uh, that's why we actually spent a lot of time on, um, you know, on social media and its use and how that can be, you know, that can be dangerous. Yeah. In our in our program, we talk a lot about you don't necessarily have to post something for your actions to be wrong. And and by that I mean. If a friend or a random person posts something and you read it and you think it's, you know, initially funny or you think it's initially, you know, kind of witty and you like that or you retweet it or resend it, um, you might not have said it, but you are now endorsing it. Mm -hmm. And I think kids need to realize that that that's going to follow them for a long time.
0: Yeah, it definitely makes for difficult trust building to with not maybe not knowing people as well and with how easy it is to repost things or take something negative permanently. Right, I agree. Do you think that some of these things are similar in friendships as well? Yeah, I, I do. I think um you know, not just in relationships but um, because kids just they don't communicate
2: you know like they did traditionally. Um I do think it it puts a strain on there. I think it's an unwanted strain, but
1: um you know i keep on saying to you know to our players um if there is some sort of a conflict because social media is great in so many ways but it also can lead to some you know some problems but if there is a conflict fellas don't shy away from conflict mm-hmm. um you know we talk about this all the time is you got to you know you got to meet those those challenges head on and most perceived challenges are not even real ones when two people are able to talk those things out, um, in a, in a more kind of traditional way. Um, I think it's when people don't have the courage originally to have those conversations because they perceive that there's some sort of a conflict that the Mm -hmm. conflict grows. So I definitely think it's with relationships and friendships as well. Um, I think it's important to, to make sure that kids are communicating and advocating for themselves, um, more, more
0: directly. Yeah, that's definitely an important message. So it sounds like having this program is a great way to start a conversation. Are there also other ways that your school gets across the message of what makes a healthy relationship or promotes that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we do a ton at Enfield high, um, with, you know, talking about bullying, talking about, uh, you know, equity. We have a, we have a great equity club. Um, mm-hmm. I think we'll, our principal and really our, our entire staff is trying to be better at uh, is really be good listeners.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I think as teachers and, and coaches, educators, we want to like tell kids how to act. Mm-hmm. We want to tell kids the way it should be. And, 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 and I think um, that for a long time has been, you know, a, a point of conflict between you know, adults and youth is that you know, youth feel like they just are always kind of you know, talked to you know, in a, almost in a demeaning way. I think what we've done at Enfield High and what I try to do um, you know, with my program is, yeah, we're we're gonna set our standards and we're gonna talk about our expectations, um, but we also have to be really good at listening and mm. we have to hear what um, their you know, kind of their concerns are because. I think one of the things that I've realized as a coach and a teacher is even if I don't think there's a conflict on a team, if the perception of my players, if, you know, 80% of my kids think that there is a problem, um, then there definitely is a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of times we have to address certain things that need to be clarified or kids need to be able to kind of get off their chest. And I think being good listeners, um, in today's age is, is really important. I think, um, kids just want to be heard. They want to, they want to get their, you know, they want to get their, uh, uh, their message across their point across. And then I think, you know, really good teachers, really good coaches and administrators they're willing to use what the kids are saying, understanding where they're coming from and then um, helping them to kind of reach a, a better place.
0: That's great. And it sounds like that listening really is good role modeling too for their own relationships, also.
1: Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, I think there's this kind of bravado in the football world, anyways, of, you know, being kind of, uh, you know, kind of being, you know, macho and things like that. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, talking about listening, it sounds so elementary, but, you know, I, I think, you know, Kids are getting the message like, if I'm in a relationship with a girl, I need to be like the lead person. Like, we're listening to what I want to do because I'm the I'm the guy, and I have to be a guy. I have to be a man. Um, you know, kind of changing that conversation of saying you can still be a man and and be in a healthy relationship and and be a good listener and listen to what you know your girlfriend is saying uh, or a friend is saying, and you know be compassionate, be empathetic. Um, you know it's okay to say I thought one way about something originally, but now that I've heard another person's point, I kind of see it differently. Even Mm -hmm. if, you know, you have to agree to disagree, that's mature as opposed to saying, you know, it's my way and this is the way it's going to be. And you you have to kind of succumb to my, to to my demands. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. That's a very important message. I think a lot of the program is built around the idea of how the relationship with coach and players is and how strong that role modeling is. But there is also a value in having messages come from parents and caregivers to if there are any listening, what would you recommend them doing or talking about with their teens that might be helpful also?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, to me the biggest thing is I think so many um, so many programs, either being, you know, sports programs or music programs or, you know, drama theater programs um so many programs that that i've been you know i've that have had interaction with they're doing so much more Mm -hmm. than just you know coaching the sport or you know teaching the music or whatever they're doing so much about you know kind of human interaction and i think one of the things that i've always pushed for you know for my students, and I always say this: the parents is try to get your kid involved in as many, or or at least some, programs. Because I think we have so many things that are, are are positive, and not only give off, you know, what what the kids' interests are, but we're trying to to help young people become better people. And so, I would love to see um, programs like like Coaching
2: Boys Into Men uh, be used not only with you know the football team, but other teams. I think
1: It would be great for you know female um students to have uh, a voice in this because you know I'm talking with a group of twenty football players you know between the ages of let's say fifteen and and eighteen um but there's no females in the room, and we're talking about issues dealing with females it it seems like they're ha- they're obviously a big you know girls are a big stakeholder in re- these relationships. Why are they not also being brought in so i I think the parents. Um, I think, you know, being involved, uh, in, in these really healthy programs is good for, um, the development of young people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, if, if a parent, you know, has concerns, I think it's important to bring those tough conversations up and, and, uh, like I said before, be in more of a listening mode than, than kind of, uh, telling, uh, telling the, you know, their, their child what, what it is. Uh, that they you know that they have to do. Um, I, I once again, I, I do think it's really important to to put out, you know, parental expectations and and things like that. But I do think the listening piece is, is really important.
0: Yeah, and to um, go along with the thing about conversations with girls, we actually luckily just got a program up and going that's very similar to coaching boys and men, but for oh, girl sports teams. So hopefully in the fall. We'll be able to get that out too, so we can have all teams involved.
1: That'd be awesome, and I—I I mean, that would be kind of a unique thing. That you know, if girls are, if girls have a program and the boys have a program, and then some sort of a crossover piece, maybe you know, throughout the programs where they can, you know, they can, uh, you know, have have a, a line of communication between mm-hmm. the between the two and and really kind of breach some of these you know these tougher topics. I think that would be really powerful.
0: Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. If there were any teens that happen to be listening to this, what, what advice would you give them about relationships, whether friendship or dating?
1: Um, I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, you have to remember that um, every single one of, you know, these relationships is, is, is really delicate. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to make sure that uh, they're going to be, uh, respectful um they have to be great listeners um and I, I think if you know you can have a relationship where you can say to the person if i'm concerned about something or if there's some sort of an issue um we need to have you know we need to have some sort of uh, an agreement almost even beforehand that we're going to be able to talk this out and we're going to be able to either you know communicate this and figure it out or we're going to you know, we're going to realize that we can't come to a common ground and, and then end the relationship. But I think too many relationships start and everything is so, you know, so, so amazing. It's so great. They're, you know, you're talking to, you know, this girl or, or you're talking to this boy and everything seems to be going really well. And um, I think it's just important to say, hey, you know, what? if we have a if there's an issue, let's just let's just make sure that we say, hey, let's have a sit down about something. Let's have, mm-hmm. a, let's have a conversation tonight about about something that's on my mind. And I think that's a really important place to start that, um, obviously there's always going to be issues that pop up in, in any relationship. It doesn't matter if, you know, you're 15 years old or if you're 25 years old, or if you're you know 45 years old. Um, I think those, those lines of communication when something is on your mind and you kind of want to get something off your chest are important to, to set the groundwork for really early in, in any relationship.
0: Yeah, definitely. Although things are a little uncertain right now with the COVID-19, do you think this is something that will start up again in the fall as long as the sports are okay to resume? Oh, absolutely. I um, I think they're, they're, this is the
1: perfect time um, so to kind of get back into some of these tough questions because of these tough issues. Because you know, people have been away from each other for so long. I think, you know, hopefully when school starts up, you know, in the fall, um, and things are quote unquote back to normal, you know, you're going to be taking people, you're going to be taking young kids who have been separated from each other, at least physically. Um, Mm -hmm. and then throwing them all into, you know, all into these classrooms, into the buildings and, and, you know, social interaction is going to be coming back, you know, a hundred miles per hour. So, Um, I think diving right back into some of these, some of these issues and, and talking about, you know, their, their conduct and their behavior, um, towards, at least for my guys, for women, you know, towards women and girls and, you know, what they say or what they do can be hurtful. I think those conversations are are, are really, really important. Um, I think, you know, I think there's so many, you know, YouTube videos out there and, and so many things on social media that. Kids see, you know, foul, foul behavior or, you know, different innuendo being used or different mm-hmm. things that you know, are, are harassing. Um, even though I think a lot of it is sometimes masked in comedy, mm-hmm. um, the problem is the person receiving that innuendo or that harassment is not seeing it as comedy. Yeah. Um, obviously. And so um, I just think it's really, really important to say, you know, hey guys, watch this video. And I would imagine if I showed a video and I could find hundreds of them, um, you know, the guys initially would laugh at it. Like, Oh, that's pretty funny. Like, and that's kind of what I think the intended purpose was was comedy. But then mm-hmm. I think when you dive into it a little bit more, say, well, if you were this girl walking down the street and this guy just you know came up and started saying all these things, would, would that be okay? If that was your sister, would that be okay. If you know, that was your, was your girlfriend and the guy's doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, how does she feel about this whole thing? You know, what what was, what was would her take be on it? And I think having those conversations, um, especially now getting back together in a social setting after COVID, I think those things will be really, really important to have.
0: Yeah, that's a great idea because it's a fun way to do it, but also gets them thinking about it deeper.
1: Mm, I think so.
0: Do you think that other coaches at the school will also start using this program? Um, I, I guarantee, I actually think that um we had a couple of um teams a couple of programs that were uh, hoping to start this in the spring uh, Mm -hmm. after we had kind of um done our uh, kind of
1: the initial guinea pig with the football guys um I think there was a couple coaches that were looking forward to it and unfortunately those spring sports didn't take place you know with Mm -hmm. the shutdown but I know that with the football team um my captains uh once again and and I'm hoping to expand it to even more players. Um, we can make time for it because, you know, it doesn't have to be long conversations. Mm-hmm. They can be 20 to 25 minute um, pieces. It can be 10 minute pieces where, you know, you kind of put something out there to the guys. Um, the program, I think does a really, really good job of kind of stepping the facilitator through um, the minefield of some of these, you know, some of these tough, tough questions and tough issues. Uh, but it doesn't have to be long conversations and to be honest with you a lot of times it's not even in the converse it's not even in the, the session that some of the best um, dialogue happens it's kind of you know after the fact or in the hallway the next day one of my guys would come up and say coach remember you said this it kind of made me think about that and, da, 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 and you know just the fact that they were still thinking about those conversations um i thought made it really powerful and It was kind of like uh, the light bulb went off on my, you know, in my head, saying, "This is definitely something I don't want to just do for one year and put it away. I think it's something that uh, can be can be used over and over again with uh, with a lot of kids."
0: Yeah, that's great to hear that it's sticking with them. No question. Well, thank you so much for doing this program, and we're really excited hearing this feedback to hopefully get this going in even more schools and get the girls' program going as well. I, I yeah, really...
1: I think it'll be really powerful for, for a lot of the kids in those conversations, and, um, you know, I think it's uh, it's great to hear that the the girls are, are also going to be um, diving into that, and I'd love you to send that over to us, actually, because um, I think maybe even using some of the girls' material with the boys might be kind of, um, you know, kind of interesting with the guys. I think it might be eye-opening to see it from the other side.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. So thank yeah. you so much.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for your time.
0: Yep. Thank you for yours too. We really appreciate it. That was some great insight. If you are interested in using coaching boys into men with your own sports teams in your community, please feel free to reach out to us and we can help get you started. Or you can reach out to our state coalition. I'll put information for that in the writing below the podcast. We'd be happy to get this program going in more places if it's not there already. And again, we do have a girls one that we've been working on that will be ready as well. So, thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you all have a great day and stay healthy.